This is the Gary V Audio Experience. I'm Todd Kaplan up next. He's the Vice President of Marketing at PepsiCo, and he's been around for almost 14 years and has worked across almost each, each and every one of their businesses. He's got one singular passion. It's all about connecting brands to culture. He's helped Pepsi pivot during the pandemic through some pretty cool partnerships with Global Citizen and the World Health Organization. Um, and he's also done a pretty interesting activation with some good news. Really thrilled to have you today, Todd. Yep, happy to be here. Todd, it is T underscore cap, right? T yeah. underscore K-A-P. Yeah, T cap. Awesome. Andre, maybe an innovation. I know we're in uh, episode one and a half right now. Maybe where we put everyone's names and titles, we add their Twitter handle on the, on the Zoom so people have it. So it makes it easier for everybody. Because I will say this, selfishly, by far the best. I mean, we have incredible guests. Todd is unbelievable. I'm excited to get into this. But watching the Twitter, what people are quoting, what they're responding to has been phenomenal. Please, if you're watching right now, and also for the thousands that are watching right now, please take the URL of this Zoom and go share it. Let's get some more friends in here because there's quality stuff going on. Todd, first thing that caught my mind, 14 years in the same org, to bring value for everybody right now, you know, how do you, what, what are the tricks of not only staying in an org like Pepsi, but to ascend to the top? I mean, you're running Blue Can. That is the brand. It's called Pepsi Co. You are running Blue Can Pepsi. You have easily one of the most important jobs in the world globally at PepsiCo. What's the trick to stay in a place for 14 years happily, if you're yeah, happy? I think <laughs> it's, one of, it's one of those things I would have never um, thought that I would be at a company, you know, this long and this, and with, to credit to PepsiCo is they, they keep it fresh. You know, you rotate, you try new jobs, you stretch yourself. And I'm a, I'm a big proponent of if you're not learning, you're dying kind of an approach. And that's a big motivator for me is expanding my horizons, trying, being exposed to new things. And so, um, you know, every couple of years, you know, you rotate, you try something new, you get into a new line of business, new problems, you know, a turnaround, a different thing over here or there. And so that's for me, what's uh, helped keep it fresh as well as just, um, you know, the people like we got, we have great, very talented people at our organization. And also the the luxury of working on brands that are, um, you know, staples in people's everyday lives that are just, you know, connected. And it's, it's back to that passion around connecting brands to culture. It's a, it's a great kind of bridge, you know, we're not selling, you know, um, nine out of 10 dentists recommend this product kind of stuff all day long. You know, we're, we're trying to do big, we're doing big things on the Super Bowl and sports and music and entertainment. So that, you know, as you combine all those things combined with kind of how I'm wired with this kind of entrepreneurial spirit and, uh, like in a kind of break things that getting into this kind of big kind of corporate environment has been a, it's been a fun place to kind of work over this last, uh, last bit. What's been the biggest opportunity and the biggest challenge of 2020, a brand of this size, you know, uh, you know, I'm aware that the, you know, food services side of businesses like yours have been decimated. Mm -hmm. So not knowing exactly what you, uh, we do work with Pepsi, uh, which we're very happy Todd and we've had very good, Last year, I think we're building a lot of momentum together. So thank you for that opportunity. Yeah. That starts with you down. Um, big shout out to Nick who, and Connor and the rest of the team. What, um, what's been the biggest challenge and what's been the biggest opportunity in running something through the beginning of this year, Q1, which is always crazy for you because Super Bowl, you had a crazy successful Super Bowl halftime show this year. Yeah. And, then, and then you're just probably gearing up for summer, which I'm sure for soda, let's call it what it is, is big time territory and then boom this happens so break that down for me 
Yeah, I think it's, it's crazy. When you think of it 2020, you know, from a Pepsi point of view, we actually started the year really strong. We had just launched our uh, a new advertising campaign, That's What I Like, which is our first new tagline in 20 years. We had a huge Super Bowl, as you said, big focus on Pepsi Zero Sugar with our spot. The halftime show with J-Lo and Shakira was the most talked about, you know. We look at this thing for called Share a Voice. We had, I think, 43% of all the brand conversations on social uh, were about Pepsi during the Super Bowl. So, I mean, we were killing it to start the year, and then all of a sudden COVID happens, and you're just like, oh, my God. And I think, um, you know, when you look at just kind of the seismic that it takes in culture and just the world, you know, the, the rules, the business of uh, the rules change in, in business and, and how it all works. And so the first and foremost thing we did is we wanted to focus on our people. I think like a lot of organizations, we have these frontline employees who are driving, you know, making, moving and selling our product on a daily basis, keeping grocery stores stocked, all of that, making sure that they're safe and protected. And so we spent a lot of time, you know, protecting the safety of our 90,000 employees on our front line, as well as, you know, from a corporate standpoint, you know, really doing a lot to provide protective gear, screening services, PepsiCo Foundation meals, all that kind of stuff. But the real opportunity, as you talk about it, is as a brand standpoint, you know, we have an onus as a brand that's connected to culture and music and providing, you know, enjoyment and entertainment for folks on how we can kind of connect with people in an authentic way, which is really how we started during that transition period after everyone got through the shell shock of, oh my gosh, this COVID thing is happening, like what the heck is happening? Um, really trying to figure out how we could create a shared moment of unity, given people are feeling isolated, how we could raise awareness and do some good for COVID-19, uh, you know, relief, but also create this moment of fun and enjoyment, which is really what brought us to this idea of partnering with uh, Global Citizen, who they're yep. a great organization, you know, and we created this thing with them called One World Together at Home, which was this really great you know, thing with them, Lady Gaga, the World Health Organization, we brought together artists from, you know, all over the world to really have the, the first of its kind on all three networks, big kind of concert relief fund, you know, thing. And, you know, we had to ag agilely, you know, redirect, I, you know, I redirected my entire brand team to work on this other marketing resources, work with you guys and Vayner. Oh, we know. <laughs> I was oh, getting, text, guys I was know, getting but, um, texts at 1.30 in the morning. I'm like, oh, I mean, yeah, we gotta it, move. It was bad, crazy, but we, um, you know, we, we designed the logo for the thing. We helped with artist outreach, built a ton of marketing materials, our media schedule against it all in a matter of weeks to just create, you know. Todd, and, Todd and, on, that, on that note, I'm sorry to interrupt, but I want to yeah. get a lot in here before we bounce out. Another thing that we haven't touched on today, working from home, have you been surprised, disappointed? What's been your observation on what you thought you could do with you and your team and your agency partners and others? And versus the reality, who did Todd Cop? What did Todd Copland, the man, think going in, and what yeah. does he now believe? Yeah, it's interesting because working from home, like we've always been a, um, you know, it's somewhat flexible work environment at PepsiCo, and people, you know, you have a snow day, you work from home, you're working from the city. A lot of my team's based in New York City, and so they don't want to drive up to Westchester, so they'll work from the city for a day. So we've had all, we've had Zoom, we've been on Zoom for a while, but what was interesting is like. People back when it was there, you know, no one would put their screen on. They'd always have the little sticky note covering their camera, you know, and they'd just be on. They treat it like a conference call. I think now, because of necessity, everyone's really leaning in and using all the tech as it's intended. And it's actually working quite well and quite seamlessly. And, um, you know, and it's really nice. And I think- Todd, I literally never want to be on a conference call ever again. I'm being oh, I mean, like, comp uh, one of the reasons I was skeptical and concerned is I'm a very touchy feely. I like it in the room. You know, I yeah. remember the last meeting I was with you, I'm like drawing on my desk, you know, like yeah. I like that stuff. Yet 
yet, this is working big time for me. I feel the humanity through it. I just do. And, and what, for sure, I can tell you right now, I am absolutely not going on a phone conference call because those shit, they've never been good for me. Well, and I'll tell you, even aside from the, um, the efficiency aspect of Zoom and all this stuff, I will tell you from a cultural standpoint, our team has never felt closer, more tight-knit. Background of their house, dog. I mean, the, the authenticity, it's, and, and what's, what's so fascinating is we have such a range of people. We have people on our team who are straight out of college in a studio in Manhattan by themselves, and you have somebody living in the suburbs with a dog crawling on them, a, a spouse on a conference call, and kids asking for questions on their homework, and you're, they're all on this together, and it, it really just makes people human and real and brings this authentic connectivity that we're all, you know, I'm going to say we're all in this together. But no, it, it is one of those things where we really are, you, you feel that connection, which as a team, you really need, and you can empathize with people to actually get more agile and quicker and, and faster around a lot of things you're doing. Todd, what about your media consumptions during this time? Have, you know, you've been working your face off, but you know, in the pockets, hopefully you get a little time to refresh. Like, are you consuming new things? Has your consumer behavior changed? Have you bought something online? Have you ordered something? Like yeah, anything, oh, Tom, anything I, new? I, I, the, it's fascinating watching my consumer behavior because you know, you've known, I feel like we've known all these things have existed. Like e-grocery you know, delivery, right? For example, or you know Netflix, or all, all the kind of things that everybody, you know, Zoom is a perfect example. People would dabble, but they wouldn't like, you know, unless you're like really early adopt, you wouldn't just go all in. And I'll even speak for like, you know, you know, me and my wife, like, you know, we would go to the grocery store. Now, I mean, I've been all about, you know, fresh direct and and delivery and all that. I've been, you know, I've, I've been a big binger in kind of Netflix and streaming and all the kind of normal stuff like that. But it um. You know, there are certain things like that that you find yourself leaning into a lot more. You know, I'll tell you, even just the non-digital things, I'll tell you, even just living in, in a house with the summer coming about, everybody, it's it's like it's like pit my backyard going on right now. And, you know, I almost I joke with my wife saying we're going to walk around in the summer and it's going to be like, you know, when you go in those college campuses on frat row and you see <laughs> couches out in front where everyone's just hanging out with a beer or whatever, like. People, it's, people are wanting, understanding the role of the home is growing in importance. Oh, 100%. People are taking care of them and doing new things, finding, you know, an outdoor Random. movie screen mm -hmm. for their kids or wh whatever it is, just trying to get innovative and keep it fresh and interesting. So there's some range of different things we find ourselves doing now that we didn't before. I love that. Todd, what, what is, how do you go into the mindset of a major event? You know, because Pepsi shows up in the biggest things, you know, Grammys or, you know, sometimes officially, sometimes unofficially, side parties. What's your mindset when you attack something like Super Bowl or, or, or some of the other bigger things that you sponsor? Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. And I, I have a mindset where, you know, a lot of people look at these big events as just a big pool of eyeballs. And that is not how I look at it. Um, I look at it as they're relevant eyeballs and they're thinking about it in a different way. And this idea, you know, I preach this thing to my team around being culture in versus brand out. And a lot of people talk about, you know, what that means is a lot of brands will say, I'm a brand X, I have my objective to do whatever, I'm gonna find this audience, oh look, a lot of them are here, let me say this to them. I say, hey, think about the cultural context of this environment, all these people are having a shared experience wanting to do this, how do you take that and start there and then bring your brand overlay on top and connect to it? And actually that mindset has actually been helpful as we think about things like COVID and you think of the path forward of, you know, how people are gonna fill the void and all these things that are creative 
You're seeing it right now with the graduation thing that just happened and, mm-hmm. you know, all these other things. And like I said, summer barbecues, what are those going to be like? And people going to the beach and just, you start with understanding that cultural context to then figure out how you kind of connect with it. And so that's when we think about big events like Super Bowl and all that, we always start with that and make sure just the things we're doing, we're going to be relevant to that audience at that time. Todd, I really appreciate you. It's good stuff, brother. Yeah, really, really appreciate it. I hope, hope your family's well. We'll talk soon, I'm sure. All right, episode's over. Please leave a review and subscribe up on Apple. It would mean a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot to me. Thank you very much. Thanks, Gary. Today's highlighted review is The Real Deal by Peter Safis. Gary is an authentic person putting his positive energy into the world. Thank you for your kind words and wisdom. He is an incredibly wise and intuitive business operator whose practical empathy is well-suited to serve both business-oriented and non-business-oriented individuals. Thanks, Peter. Keep those reviews coming. We could highlight yours next.